You've lived your whole life trying to find the expert who will help you with your health, with your emotional wellness, and with the unhealthy cycles playing out in your relationships, your career, and in your lives. We're here to tell you that you are the expert and you have all the answers within you to every problem you struggle with. This is Real Life Healing, and we are your hosts, Steve and Jenny Bear. Okay, Jenny, here we are, episode six, and today we're talking about something that is one of your very most favoritest things in the whole wide, widest world. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) It's my favoritest thing. (laughs) So in the course of of our last 10 years or so, there have just been these things that have come into our life where it's like, boom. Like it shows up and it creates a shift in a our big change a in big the way change we live. We, yeah. And so we're going to introduce you to a lot of these things because they just like they shifted us, we feel like they can shift you. Okay. But this is the big shift is this concept called energy profiling developed by your mentor, sort of friend, <laughs> colleague, <laughs> boss. <laughs> yes. Uh, Carol, she's the boss. She is the boss. Her name is Carol Tuttle. And... Um, Carol, um, has written a few different books that we really, really love. Um, but let's tell, tell the audience about how you were first introduced to the concept of energy profiling and then I'll jump in. Okay. So my, my my raw story. Yeah. Raw story. Like from the beginning, beginning or from the middle beginning? I mean, just Reader's Digest. Okay. (laughs) Well, Reader's Digest. There we go. Okay. So my friend from high school introduced me to, um, Carol's work. She was working, actually still works for Carol. And um, she said, you know, if you're ever looking for something that really will help you be more of you and dress the part, I really suggest you look at dressingyourtruth.com. And then there's other books. There's The Child Whisperer, which talks a lot about how to parent. And I threw, guys, I threw away all my other parenting books. I'm like, Child Whisper is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's what I need. <laughs> and then um, and then I had the privilege of um, going to this friend's home. She let me stay with her when I was traveling for work once. And I witnessed her be a Child Whispering parent. And I had only really been involved in the energy profiling world for a few years. And when I witnessed that, I was like, oh, my goodness. So I really wanted to be a child whispering parent. I thought that would be just the most amazing thing in the world. But when you enter that world of child whispering, um, you inevitably will get criticism because you're leaving mainstream world of parenting. Mm-hmm. But we have very successfully traversed the waters of child par- or child whispering parents. I mean, we yeah, do really well with it. And the, the jury's still out. But when I consider where our 13, 12, 13, and 14-year-olds are emotionally today today compared to where we were at that same age, I'm like, yes. We're it's working. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. So um, my cute friend is a type 2 like me, and so she um, was just ever so quiet and gentle about it. And one day, I was really fed up with life. <laughs> so I posted on Facebook Um, I wish I just could have somebody just go shopping for me. And it was a post that I was specifically directing to her. I didn't tag her. And I was just like, please respond (laughs) to this post. So she did. And then I looked into it and I bought the course, which was $100. And today it's free. So I highly recommend you guys, you'll lose out on nothing by going to dressingyourtruth.com and taking the course. And it opened my eyes to the wonderful world of being who I am. 
Yeah, and you know, we were in the midst of saving up for a land and sea trip and every we were counting every penny to make sure we had all the funds that we needed to do this this trip it was january (laughs) we'd done the budget and there was not a penny left over (laughs) and so when she said oh i bought this hundred dollar course i was like what where's that hundred (laughs) dollars coming from and i was like I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it'll show up by the end of the month. <laughs> and but it did. It did. I'll throw myself under the bus on this one because I love <laughs> this story. You love how awful you responded? Because I was like, I was like, well, so what is this thing that you bought? And she describes it. I was like, so it's like some beauty course? And, and Jenny was like, well, that, you know, kind of. And I was like, Jenny, isn't my love enough for you to feel beautiful? <laughs> And did you, you have to go buy a hundred dollar course? Did you have to go buy a hundred dollar course? <laughs> now, you guys, what you'll learn very quickly. Okay, so Steve's energy is one four. He's a type type one primary secondary four, and I'm a type two primary secondary one. And big picture, logical discussions. That's Steve's world. My world is a very emotional world. So when he came at me with this, like, speak to me logically, woman. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him and I said, I don't even know how to answer that question, but I know in my gut the answer is no. No. Because ultimately what I ended up discovering through energy profiling was how to love and appreciate me. And when I was willing to celebrate me by wearing clothes that celebrated me and putting on makeup that celebrated me instead of hiding me from the world, then I knew that I was in a place to start celebrating other people. So in all honesty, the whole reason this topic gets a place in our first season is because it opened my world to loving people as they are and being able to see and identify people as they are. When I got very involved in my business, I started training my business partners to see people this way and then showed them how to do the sales process this way so that they could they could speak the language and really know how to help somebody feel loved and appreciated for who they are. Yeah, and as part of loving who you are, there's this component of inner child healing that that really has to take place for a lot of people. And I think this topic gets a lot of like like whatever kind of response from people because of like therapy and like you you know heal the inner child and you know i think there are people that just don't understand fully what this means but it meant something to you it meant a tremendous amount to me because when i looked at the energy profiling i very quickly identified as a type two and then i really questioned myself so i went to you i remember laying in bed going steve this is what it says does this really sound like me and he says yeah and then i do it again do you have to ask me again? <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I've worn out Steve. I better ask God. Yeah. God, is this really me? Yeah. And it was like very clearly, yes, Jenny. And I was like, okay, I can stick with that answer. So let me tell you my story with energy profiling. So she'd gotten into it and I was totally like worried about what it would do to our budget because all of a sudden she's like, well, I can't wear this black dress that I had. I can't wear this dark kind of colored item that I've had all these years. And she was just like, can't wear this, can't wear that. This is too bright. That's too dark. That's too brown. And and taking things out of the closet. And I was like, it's going to cost like hundreds of dollars to replace all of these clothes. And she and Jenny was like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to 
shop at thrift stores. I am going to figure out how to replace my clothing and change my wardrobe on the cheap. And so oh, I was like, okay. Believe me, I did. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. And and then we, we went on a, a trip um, to Seattle. We were just driving with the kids across the state. And uh, we were actually reading The Child Whisperer. I think you were reading it out loud. You mm-hmm. you purchased the book. And uh, and then all of a sudden I was like, huh, like this is what this is really interesting. And then our oldest daughter came into the conversation. She's like, guys, I think I'm a type four. And you know, at the time she was eight ish. If that, I, I think this is 2013. And and then she started saying how the words in this book were just so validating to her. And they were like, huh, well. It, she's a type four, then what are the other kids? And the conversation started and, and, and then ultimately Jenny was like, honey, I think you just need to, to get the course for yourself and do the men's course. So I did the men's course. Um, and, but you, by the time you did the men's course, you were pretty confident you were type one. Because as we read the child whisperer type one, you were like, oh, I did that as a kid. Oh, I did that as a kid. Initially, you're like, oh, I must be a type two like you, Jenny. And I was like, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Because I uh, I was in a profession that required me to be more of a type four, which is structured and here are the rules and we abide by the rules. And, and with the secondary three, which is, you know, go after it, get things done, make it happen. Um, and I think in order for me to cope with that, I just, I just kind of tried to chameleon myself to be just this nurturing guy in the background who could just help people especially be happy, be happy in, in so the environment I was in. Type two to you. Yeah. And so I had done a personality profile for a leadership development training that I had gone to for within the company I worked for just maybe a year before that. And based on that profile thing, I would have come across as this type two, you know, soft, gentle, subtle kind of person. And, and then I'm looking at this and I, and at energy profiling, I'm like, I think I'm a type one. And then I had a hard time figuring out my secondary for a little while. But I didn't. <laughs> but the, and, and this is the cool thing. So in our faith culture, we receive a blessing. It's called a patriarchal blessing. And, and we usually receive it in our teens and it can be kind of equated to like this, this blessing, this document that gives you a kind of a, a little bit of a life purpose. Yeah, it's says, a note from yeah, God. Yeah, a, a note from God. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make it some complicated thing. You're like, it's a note from God. I'm like, oh yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in my note from God, uh, I was told that I have a cheerful disposition and enjoy the humorous side of life. Yet I am also introspective and reflective. So when I'm going through this course, I'm like, boom, I see the same words that that showed up in my note from God that were also in this course. I'm like, okay, I'm a type one secondary four. Yep. It was right there. It was right there. And I saw it. I just let you find it. Yeah. So I was like, you. you know, um, I think these words are totally type four words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Then this is where, this is just, it's so ironic because I was so like, oh, we can't spend money on your wardrobe, Jenny. We got to save for the cruise. And then, and then when Jenny realized, or when we, when I bought into the whole concept, she's like, let's go shopping. Yeah. And we went to the department stores for you, not the thrift stores. (laughs) Yeah. And so I got all this type one professional clothing and I just felt so much happier at work. 
Uh, but then there was one thing missing. There's one piece missing. And I had these black dark rimmed glasses. And, um, and so Jenny's like, honey, we gotta, we gotta change out your glasses. And by this time I was like, well, I'm done spending money. <laughs> we really have this important goal. I'm done putting too much money into this. So what do you recommend? And she- well, okay. So let me, let's back up the train on that one. Um, he was watching me refashion my boots yeah. based on some videos in the, that we, that Carol produces on how you literally paint your shoes with fabric paint, shoe paint, whatever. Um, and so I had just refashioned my black boots to be taupe. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were like, a little bit of rain on the parade again. <laughs> that's not going to last. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to last. That's not going to work. It's going to look awful. And I was like, I don't really care, but I can't wear black. So if it's a bad in- investment, then at least I know I can't do it again. I know. It's like, it's five bucks. Who cares? <laughs> if it doesn't work, then I'll go buy it. Five bucks in my time. <clears throat> so it worked. Um, I don't wear them anymore, though, because they do look pretty bad and I haven't fixed <laughs> they them got in a while. Up. <laughs> you see the black one. <laughs> but what I did was uh, I went and bought nail polish. I had just bought nail polish for the girls, and while I was at the store, I was like, oh, this is the type one blue. I'm going to take it home and suggest we paint your glasses. Nail polish, like $2, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you got in on it, and you didn't let me do it. You did it. Yeah. So I, I took this blue nail polish, and I painted my glasses blue, and I will tell you that over the course of my life, when you consider all the compliments that I've ever received on my outfit, on how I look, I received more compliments about my blue-rimmed glasses that were painted with nail polish than I had received on any other article of clothing combined. I mean, I'd go to, I'd go into, you know, like the Maverick, you know, I'd get gas, go in, buy a bag of ice, and the lady's like, oh, I love your glasses. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> People all the time, they'd meet me like, oh, I love your glasses. <laughs> and and it really came to a head for me once when I was talking to a person um, and I was feeling a little intimidated by this person's energy. And I like literally went through this, this exercise in my head. It's like, Steve, you're wearing blue glasses. Lighten up. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm lighting it up. <laughs> and... This was a very, anyway, this was a very healing process. Those glasses were totally part of your healing process. Mm -hmm. Just to remind you to be you. Just to be, to lighten up. Yeah. And I still, I mean, I think I need to, I need to get new, new blue glasses just to, to wear on those days. (laughs) You need to manifest that. When, when (laughs) social media is getting too heavy and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Put on my glasses, lighten up, Steve. (laughs) Um, And so anyway, I will, anybody who feels like they were not honored as a child or they were just, they just felt like they were kind of directed and pushed to be a certain way that to fit in with their siblings or within their family, that they had to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. They need dressing your truth. They need energy profiling. And one classic example of this was a woman that we met that she, she worked at the same office that I did. And she always came to work with kind of the, the goth, dark, you know, black, um, clothing, uh, look, uh, and you know, she had a number of chronic health conditions. Oh, she totally did. And I was helping her with those. And one day as we were talking, we, Jenny was introducing, uh, DYT to her and she's like, oh, that's interesting. Cause yeah, when I was a, when I was a little kid, um, my grandpa 
would say things to me like, or to say things to my parents, like, does this thing ever shut up? And, and that's when it was like, whoa, like this woman is a type one. She's a type one woman, light, Mm -hmm. bubbly, happy, you know, that, that kind of energy. And she was living her life very structured, very rain on the parade, as pessimistic. Yeah, because of a comment. That her grandfather an, made. Unf- yeah, an unfeeling comment grandfather made, not even to her, just in her presence. Yeah. And so that shame, like I'm convinced that that shame was a catalyst for a lot of the emotional issues that she dealt with and those emotional issues that she dealt with led to the chronic health conditions the dis-ease that she experienced yeah so when it comes to healing that inner child it's like dyt dyt and 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 frankly one of the reasons why we're bringing this up so early in the podcast is because jenny likes to work with people who already can speak the dyt language (laughs) and so because it is a language like once we found it, we're like, oh my gosh, in three words, we can very succinctly describe somebody and love how they're wired mm-hmm. instead of trying to figure them out and trying to figure out why they're showing up the way they are. And then sometimes the human brain just simply wants to criticize that. Yeah. Like, no, we're going to love it. And, and you'll find as, as we, you continue to listen to our podcast that DYT was this, this big you know component of like the, the four legged stool that we, that we work with. Um, and then the other three stool, the other three legs of that of that stool are very personalized, individualized to the person. Where DYT kind of gives you a broad view of, well, this mm-hmm. is the energy type that you are. So this is kind of you it. Know, just opens movement. up the world of healing. Yeah, and so with that, let's talk about let's talk about our son. Oh, I love this one. So as I'm looking through the child whisper group and starting to identify my children and their energy profiles, um, our oldest son was a conundrum to me. I just did not understand what it was about him that I couldn't pin an energy profile to him. I just, I just couldn't. And so after I started working with Carol, there was one time where he was with me and she was there. And I was like, would you mind just taking a look at him and just tell me what your impressions are? And she looked at him. She goes, he is. Well, she's like, don't you see it? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, nope. <laughs> And she said, he is textbook type one. And I went, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> she got a little concerned. <laughs> and so went through all the rest of my kids and, and understood that I had profiled the rest of my kids. All other six. Yeah, six very seven. accurately. <laughs> this little guy was my conundrum. And the reason he was my conundrum is he was the kid who very much emotionally took on my depression. When he was a very young, very young child. And he wanted, like Steve, to help mom be happy. And when he couldn't make me happy, he would scowl. He'd resent you. Yeah, he would resent me. Just like you would, actually. Mm -hmm. Because when you couldn't make me happy, you'd go off in a huff. Mm -hmm. And so he was doing the same thing. But he was also really trying to be this pleaser. So I was seeing this behavior, and that's what I was trying to profile. That behavior. Not the fact that he was trying to make mom happy when mom couldn't be happy. And so that became a very big lesson to me is that kids will always do their best to make mom and dad happy at whatever they can do, whatever they can pull off. So um, David had uh, 
Did you want to say something? No, keep going. He had <laughs> uh, had tendencies in his brain, like mine, where we had to be very careful of our diet, or he would spiral, and it would cause a problem. And um, I go into that a little deeper on the depression course yeah. we have coming up. But the day we opened up this wonderful world that he is a type 1, I wanted to go out and buy him type 1 clothes immediately. And then I knew to hold back because by now he was old enough to really decide what he wanted to put on his body. So I just held back. Yeah, he was, was 12 like, by this point. I was like, I'm not going to go run out and buy clothes and force them on. I'm just going to wait. So I waited, and it literally took about six weeks before he said, Mom, will you buy me some type 1 clothes? So I did. And then over the next little while, when I was traveling, he would sneak cheese at Grandma and Grandpa's house. And he didn't spiral nearly as bad as he had in the past. Now, he still cannot eat cheese and dairy in the same sitting. He can't eat dairy and sugar in the same sitting. Oh, thank you. Yes, dairy and sugar in the same sitting. Or his brain will spiral. But what happened is just knowing his energy profile and being excited to just embrace it and live it out fully in himself. And I, I tell you, lemon-colored pants to church. <laughs> he confidently wear those to church. And he has healed so much emotionally that the brain issues don't come up nearly as often. And for me, that was the most big win ever <laughs> yeah he really struggled from 10 10 to 12 those two years were, were were really tough on him in different ways and as soon as he as soon as we recognized that he was a type one and we celebrated that then he he bounced around the house like with more joy mm -hmm. uh he um he also had a better relationship with with friends i think he really struggled with friends during that 10 to 12 phase it's just like wait how do i how do i fit in with these people he does because he's your mini me oh, he is yeah. like, like he's a one four just like you right and the funny thing is he he, he kind of got this collision of like some of my emotional struggles from that age combined with your brain genetic issues and it, it was like <laughs> <laughs> and but we've been able to help him through that and so he has much better friends a much better relationship with it's he nice. has a better self-image of who he is and why he's wired to do things. Because even literally just a, just a little while ago, we had my parents over for ice cream, an ice cream celebration. with Dairy-free? With dairy-free ice cream. <laughs> and he comes downstairs and he's like, Mom, are we going to do this or not? And I said, well, when everyone's done chatting, we'll do it. And he just wanted to skip the social niceties and jump directly to the reason they came over <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you're the so sweet. The reason was the party, the ice cream party. The, the fun reason part. was to eat the fun, <laughs> not to socialize. Yeah. So, um, and I and I tell him just over and over just how proud I am of who he's becoming. Uh, just, I mean, he literally, he's 13, and when I think of who I was at that same age, dealing with the aftermath of my father passing away. And so many insecurities and so many fears about life and and not really knowing who I was and dealing with all this junk that ultimately I even had to go back and heal at age 30. I mean, we've had conversations with all the kids about, hey, you know, we're, we're doing this stuff now so that you don't have to do the healing kind of processes that we went through 
in our 20s and 30s. So mm-hmm. we gave you guys a major head start. <laughs> anyway, there uh, we haven't even described what the different energy profiles are, but we're going to leave that to, to Carol because she's done such a great job doing it. So, and she has a fantastic community yeah, to help so, you really um, dive in. Dressingyourtruth.com is her website. Uh, to do the uh, to do the the free course for women and it's a there's a paid course for men. Um, total inequality. Oh my gosh! Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but women women are her target market. So if you're a guy listening to this, um, you know I, I do highly recommend the course. But it's important to have like a wife involved who's right now. There is a very good book that she also wrote, and it's called "It's Just My Nature." And for men and women alike, especially as you're moving into your professional life, this that book is very, very helpful. So yeah. I have all of her books on the shelf. Yeah, and I, I just love The Child Whisperer. I mean, again, it, just we, unlocked you, you. You, it, it totally <laughs> unlocked me. You could throw away every other parenting book. And then it healed your relationship with your mom. Which has been such an important thing for me uh, over the last few years to mm-hmm. have a... Uh, I have the kind of admiration and love for my mother... Uh, right now as a as a 30 something year old adult that I had for her as a small child like I just adore love her. and adore her mm-hmm. and that would not have been possible without understanding her energy type and my energy type and going through some of the healing uh, stuff that I've done and it's been nice to have her validation and her recognition that that of all these things. So anyway, I just could go on and on and on and on. You and could, on. but let, I just wanted to sink that one down a little bit more, make it more clear. His mom is a type four. And um, as Steve was not really being light, and as a type one boy, you're told, you know, grow up, be serious, get a job. And when you're that, so immature. <laughs> <laughs> so when all those messages are sent to you, you start being like this woman that you met at the office. Yeah, you're, you're... And so that really brought him down. And when he was like, wait, I'm a type one and lightened himself up and then recognized, oh, my mom's a type four. She's her own authority. And you started speaking to her as an authority figure. She came around and gave you incredible validation because she knew you saw her for who she is. Instead of seeing her from the child perspective, from from the wounded like preteen teenager perspective of oh my or you know even young adult perspective of of criticism, it's just criticism. How we, we criticize our parents Straight all the time. Up, yeah, I won't ever be like my parents. You know that old mantra that we yeah. all end up like eating our words. <laughs> that thing. That thing. And when you not only become your parent, but you become healed. And a better version of an adult that you ever thought you could be. That's the beauty. So that is the beauty. That's where we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. So this was fun. I, uh, we, we anyway. You you know the drill. www.stephenjenny.us and go visit Carol at www.dressingyourtruth.com. Or you can even just go to caroltuttle.com. Both both will take you there. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye.